With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. It's another emergency edition. It's basically Friday's edition. Just coming early because the Los Angeles Chargers have traded a second and a sixth round pick for Khalil Mack. They're going the star route, just like just like the team in the same stadium, the Los Angeles Rams. The Chargers going for the stars. Khalil Mack joining the Chargers along with Joey Bosa, along with the player number thirty three. And uh, it's a huge move, and this comes on the back of, Sam, you and I fixing the NFC North on the PFF NFL podcast today, saying, look, the Bears need to add more draft capital. That needs to be their biggest goal this offseason. They kind of do it, a second and a future sixth. I don't know, did they get enough for Khalil Mack, and what does this mean for the Chargers? I think they probably got all they could get for Khalil Mack. Remember, at this stage, Khalil Mack is 31 years old. He's coming off a season in which he wasn't great and was injured as well. So for them, um, this was probably about as good as it was going to get. A second-round pick, which is you know not, not bad collateral. The sixth as well, which is, okay, that's just a bonus. But more importantly, they get rid of his contract, right, for a team that probably isn't expected to be good right away. They get to free up that space. They get to attack 2023 with an awful lot more flexibility. And for the Chargers, their needs are different, right? They've become a team that's in win-now mode. You've got Justin Herbert. You have a chance to maximize the success you can have on his rookie contract. And all of a sudden, your division has just become this crazy arms race, right? The the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and all those things anyway. Now, all of a sudden, Denver is a player because they just got Russell Wilson So you need to keep pace. You need to start adding weaponry. And now you've got Khalil Mack coming to play on the same defensive line as Joey Bosa. Now we're cooking. It it, it tests one of my theories, Sam, because I always say in football, non-quarterback superstars, guys like Khalil Mack, one of the examples I always use, non-QB superstars don't have the same impact as other sports, superstars in other sports. But I do think what you mentioned, Justin Herbert on the rookie contract, all of the cap space that the Chargers have, already in a good spot as far as draft capital goes for Los Angeles. They were able to make this move. You can take chances like this. And once again, I'm interested in Brandon Staley coming from the Rams, where it was this, you always call it stars and scrubs type of defense that had Aaron Donald, that had Jalen Ramsey, and then stitched together a lot of the other pieces Is this what Staley's trying to replicate with the Chargers, with Khalil Mack, with Joey Bosa? You've got your two edge rushers. You have, as I mentioned, the superstar safety number 33. Uh, There's other pieces there that are pretty solid as well. But is Staley going with this stars and scrubs approach now with the Chargers? Perhaps. And I think, look, the thing is, I think those players can make a difference, but they make the bigger difference when you're already at a level where you're good, right? They can't make a difference when you don't have a quarterback and you're not capable of contending you know, and, and the team just isn't good, right? They're not going to make the difference between a non-viable 
passing attack and a viable passing attack just because they're amazing, particularly on, you know, on defense, just because you've got a, an incredible pass rusher. But if you have a Justin Herbert in place and a good offensive line and what should be a good passing offense again next year, like Khalil Mack can make a difference there. He can come in and add 70 pressures to a defense that was relying just on Joey Bosa essentially to get pressure. And all of a sudden, like that can materially catapult you beyond a bunch of teams or make you win a bunch of games that you were close in or or maybe wouldn't have won without him. So I think it, the impact he makes is different depending on the team he's on. Again, the Chargers and the Bears are just in different places right now. And if you look at how Khalil Mack has performed in Chicago, it might not be quite as good as he was with the Raiders, but it's been pretty damn good. He's got 90-plus PFF grades in two of his four seasons there. The third one was an 86.2, and then this final season where he only played 300-odd snaps was a 73. But in those first three years there, 73 pressures, 70 pressures, 59 pressures. He's a guy that is going to bring some heat on the quarterback, that's going to be an incredible run defender, and is basically going to give you another Joey Bosa caliber player up front, which is huge. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the, the, the risk is 31 years old, you know, not playing, uh, you know, the first year he didn't really play a full season to have it being banged up last year. Uh, so there is risk there. The cap hit is going to get up to 24 million in a couple of years. But once again, that's right around the time when they're going to be thinking about Justin Herbert's next contract, right? So they're able to kind of time this out where you're going to essentially rent Khalil Mack for two or three years while Herbert's on the rookie deal. And then, you know, again, he's gone, right? So you can overpay a Khalil Mack, a Joey Bosa for now. Um, and this is this is your window. And now you're talking about Mack and Bosa coming off the edge in a division with Russell Wilson. Wilson's going to be under pressure a ton, again, in part because of who he's playing, but because that's how he plays. Uh, but, you know, you're trying to affect Patrick Mahomes. You're trying to beat the Chiefs. They're the, the standard in the AFC West in particular, but in the AFC especially. So, look, I like the move for the Chargers. There, Everything comes with risk, but uh, the Chargers are positioned to be able to do that. Uh, there and it fills a need, right? Ochenna and Wosu's yeah. hitting free agency. He's the other edge defender on the other side. Kyler Fackrell. Now you replace, uh, you're replacing those guys this offseason, and you still have enough draft capital to get your your big dude in the middle. You know, are they going to get a Jordan Davis in the middle to just add even more pressure on opposing offensive lines? Right, because they kept the first round pick, which was the right. initial. Like that was the first thought when this first got announced without compensation. Is you know, is this is this the first round pick that they're sending to get Khalil Mack? That would be a, a much more, not a difficult sell, but would be a lot more um, questionable or questioned as a move. I think a second round pick and the sixth, it's basically a no brainer. You keep that first round pick, you're able to make whatever moves you're going to make with that. And, you know, this arms race in the division is wild because all of a sudden, I think Denver, when Lyle Collins' name just got floated as a name that was out there for trade talks, I think Denver made sense to be in that market anyway. All of a sudden, like you might actually have to make that move because yeah. Khalil Mack just rolled into your division. And, you know, Denver with Russell Wilson and, you know, trying to compete now as a team to win a Super Bowl, you don't have a right tackle right now. Bobby Massey, the right tackle from last year, is scheduled to hit free agency. So, yeah, you could you could try and draft one, but you're not picking very high because of the, the trade you just made for Russell Wilson. Lyle Collins is probably going to be available for a mid-round pick, and those are all you got left. So I think Denver trading for uh, Lyle Collins might actually get pushed along because of a move like this. 
it's a good call on what the fallout looks like, you know, with this trade and now what you have to do to compete. I also still think that in the AFC West, Derek Carr should be available for for QB needy teams. I think the Raiders should really look at this landscape and say, "The hell with this." Let's, <laughs> let's yeah, like not not that you're not that you're afraid to compete or anything like that. Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler coming in, but probably wise to start looking to the future, maybe capitalize on that last year of Derek Carr, some of the QB desperate teams around the league right now and start looking to the future in the AFC West. The other component here for the Chargers that I really like, they still have nine other draft picks. A lot of them are late. They have three picks in the top 119. Uh, and then from a Bears perspective, let's discuss them. As I mentioned on the on the big NFL podcast today, uh, or yesterday, five draft picks for the Bears. That's all they had. They now add number 49. So they're going to pick 39th and 49th for a roster that just has holes everywhere, right? Where they have to, they might be able to get the two offensive linemen with 39 and 49. They'll be able to step in and really upgrade up front in front of Justin Fields. They need receivers. They need to now replace Khalil Mack with some youth off the edge to go with Robert Quinn. They need a corner. So the needs are everywhere in Chicago. I think they do have the right approach. Continue to accumulate as much draft capital as possible. Rebuild that thing for the future. Um, So uh, to me, again, it's a win-win. It's easy to say that. But you have two teams in different places, and I think they both made good moves, you know, respective to their current situations. Yeah, and I, I think for Chicago, it it just shows what they think about the team right now, right? It shows that they're yeah. acknowledging that this is not a quick fix. This is going to be a, a multi-year project, and it's almost it's more about next year than it is this year. They they get Khalil Mack uh, off the books this year, but it's only like a six million dollar saving. It's not massive for them. But next year, they clear up like $30 million worth of cap space. And that's when the dividends really start to pay for them. So they know that this is not a quick fix. They're going to take what they have this year and try and build around Justin Fields. But next year is when they're going to have the resources to actually try and make serious inroads in this team and and go somewhere uh, legitimate. I really do feel sorry for the Raiders, though, by the way. like they, Because you're in this position where... Ordinarily, you would say, yeah, now it's time to get rid of Derek Carr and, and go look for somebody that can be special, not just very good. But, like, what are your ch- you now need to find a guy that's on the level of Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Like, that, those, you don't stumble on those guys. Like, that is insane. And Khalil Mack's still coming back to bite you. Right. Back in the division, just for fun. So, uh, look, I think it's, uh, again, a win win. And by the way, with the Bears, Maybe a year from now with this open cap space and all that stuff, Justin Fields takes a step forward this year, and they're in a similar boat as the Chargers. Hey, let's maximize the end of our Justin Fields window here on a rookie contract. So I think the Bears are setting themselves up. They're winners. The Chargers are winners. And the poor Raiders are losers in the Khalil Mack trade for the second time. It's the PFF NFL Daily.